0: Welcome to Psychic Babes. And I'm your host, Kirsten
1: Sandifer.
0: Hey guys, welcome to Psychic Babes. I'm your host, Kirsten Sandifer. I'm really excited today to welcome our guest, as well as being a student of Dr. Lawrence Yellows. He has been a guest star of one of the most popular episodes of Gaia's Beyond Belief with George Norrie. In addition, Dr. Cielo has appeared on Open Minds with Regina Meredith and is the co-host of the popular podcast Metaphysical Q&A. Dr. Lawrence Cielo is a transgendered psychic. He is the creator of Golden Rose Psychic Services, where he provides clairvoyant healing and spiritual guidance to clients and students over in 20 countries worldwide via internet radio show, guest radio, and television appearances in the Golden Rose virtual global community. Dr. Lauren's appearances on Coast to Coast AM radio and on Gaia TV have propelled Dr. Cielo onto the world stage. As a former engineer at a Fortune 500 company, Dr. Cielo's work dispels myths and mysticism, bringing irrational thought and quantum focus as the veil that separates our conscious souls from our unconscious animal bodies is effectively removed. And Dr. Lauren's dynamic book, The Power of Energy, teaches you how to harness powerful universal energies and understand secrets to old age mysteries. So welcome, Dr. Lauren.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're welcome. I've been a fan of your work since I saw you on Gaia's Beyond Belief during their second season, and uh, that's one of the reasons I had the confidence to become a psychic reader and healer. And... Um, I really just cannot say enough good things because I think it was um, after going through my awakening and you know getting this information that I was going to be a psychic, I thought well that's that can't be right. Um, I worked in hospitality for a long time, and similarly, you worked as an engineer, so I feel like there's there's many similarities to people that come along to this later on in life <laughs> um, what did you have experiences um, early on that kind of made you uh, that you had this
2: gift or not at all? Well, at first I would have said no, not at all. Um, when I started my training at 44, I'm 58 now, so when I started my training, um, you know, everybody in my class, like at, at the breaks around the quote-unquote water cooler, um, everybody would tell their stories about, oh yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I, my dead grandfather came to me before the rest of the family knew he was dead and just all these kinds of stories. And I had none. I had zero <laughs> stories. So I, no, I didn't think so until we took um, the, the astral plane class. And, w- and when I started to realize um, in going to the astral plane is that I used to do that as a child all the time. I just called it daydreaming, only it was not daydreaming. I would leave. I went to another world that I created and I had complete control over it. And I, I could fly through it. I could, you know, and of course as I got older, it, it 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 was harder and harder to astral project. But now I would say I was an astral projector, but not so much just, you know, stuff happening, you know, like you might think a psychic might experience. I will say that I have those experiences now more than I used to, um, but now I know what to look for. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. Definitely. Um, a lot of um, psychics or people, you know, after they they have their awakening, they start doing this, um, have experiences with ETs and things like that. Have you had
2: any of those type of experiences? I think the only thing close to that is I would call it a sending with a capital S, uh-huh. S N-D-I-N-G, and um, I was stuck to my bed, and there was a, actually, I've seen this figure twice. Um, one was at the first fire walk that I did, um, yeah. it, you know, the facilitators saying that you know when it's your turn to walk the yeah. coals, and so everybody was drumming, and um, it was all women, and and so I could see the women on the sides of the fire, you know, lane or whatever you call it, that you walk down. And I was, get, I knew it was almost my turn. I could just feel it was, you know, I was getting ready to do it. And I looked across, and I just saw this dark outline of a woman. I took that to be my sign to go, so yeah. I went. Yeah. But then I saw her again at the foot of my bed, and again I was, you know, stuck to my bed. I couldn't move, and she popped right up again. The very same. It's that one scared me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah but I, I really do think it's goddess. I think. <laughs> That's how I saw her the first time telling me to come across the hot coals. So I think it was just my animal, my animal body was afraid, but I called it a sending that there was a, you know, she was sending me energy, I guess. I don't know why he called it that. But no, I was only scared for a moment. We'll say this. (laughs) After a professional psychic notoriety, I've been invited to go to really haunted places, like really haunted places. I took a VIP tour down into the hull of the Queen Mary. That's you know uh, docked oh. over there Long Beach, right? Yeah. Down where, yeah. yeah, where the bow is. Like it is like rusty, and and it's supposed to be the most haunted part of the ship. But I didn't I didn't feel anything. But Again, I think that might be because of my healing master, Anki, I I don't think anything can get through him to me. Because I say this, if you scare me really bad, I'm going to go back to engineering. (laughs) So don't scare me. (laughs) I
0: love that. Um, There's so many of your tactics that have really helped me immensely in my own practice. And I love your concept of reading from the center of your head as it has really worked wonders for me. Where did you come up with this, and how did you learn about reading from the center of your head versus like Julian Jenkins teaches you how to read and connect from your sacral chakra?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, well, again, I had no – you know, as a matter of fact, because I don't even think I went to that many psychics before I took my training. I yeah. think maybe I'd gone to a psychic, I don't know, maybe five or six times my whole life. Um, but I saw this flyer at Whole Foods and you know, for a psychic institute, and I thought, well, that's – So I went to the open house and decided to to stay, and I'll tell you why. Because the very first class, the teacher said, okay, close your eyes and move from wherever you are into the center of your head. Oh, my God. That – I I might say it this way. Looking back, I think what I was trying to do, you know, through all my life was to have a spiritual experience here on earth. Uh Right. And so when my teacher told me to move into the center of my head, it was huge. I was way out in front of my face over about maybe even a foot away over on the left side of Lauren's face. And when the teacher said, move into the center of your head, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the first thing I thought was, well, you know, where was I before I moved? And (laughs) that's Yeah, well, that's when I ascertained that I was out in front of Lauren's face. And then the second question that came into my head was, wh- what part of me moved? Like, is that my soul? And that's what got me in this teaching is, oh my God, for most of my life, I was not in Lauren. Uh, because Lauren was a very anxious Homo sapien, and I didn't want to go into Lauren. So I just hovered, you know, close enough to be able to control, you know, Lauren a little bit. Um, but now. I'm fully nested in my homo sapien and and what this teaching teaches is how to close down the lower three chakras of the homo sapien because those are what I call the Freddy cat chakras. So if I can control Lauren's chakras and close those lower ones and sit In Lauren's head, then I can use the upper three chakras to read somebody else's energy. I can use Lauren's throat chakra. I can use Lauren's uh, sixth chakra, the third eye, and then also the crown chakra. Um, So I, my soul, my consciousness isn't psychic. It's the homo sapien with the chakras that are psychic. Yeah.
0: Um, you also you explain channeling in a unique fashion, and then you explain that beings plug right into your throat chakra. Do you channel yourself, and do you think it's a dangerous practice to allow a being to just plug in your into your throat chakra? Any being, you know?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, I might say this: channeling is the um, what can I say? It's the human experience. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Whether we, and of course, what you're talking about not knowing that you're doing it or doing it maybe (laughs) willy-nilly. So like I said, all of us channel um, unconsciously. We have contracts with beings without bodies that plug into us and do something based on a contract that our higher self has with them. Um, And so I guess I do not channel. Well, let me say this. I don't consciously channel. I unconsciously channel like all Homo sapiens do. But when I'm reading, it's really me that's in the center of Lauren's head reading. And and and, and I would think that um there are techniques that would have someone who, like maybe even close to full body channeling. I do think that's possible, but like with this teaching, it's very controlled and the contracts are firm and everybody knows what's going on, meaning who you're channeling knows what's going on and you know what's going on. So, and actually I'll say this, um, what I teach comes from the Berkeley psychic Institute Now, I never went there. The teacher down here in San Diego was a uh, a graduate of the Berkeley psychic Institute. So, um, so a lot of people teach this very same technique, Uh, but after a year of clairvoyant training, students can go on to channeling. And so it takes this technique and it just uh, expands on it and shifts the reader's energy field even more so that they can effectively and safely channel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Okay, great. Um, I also love the exercise of going through your energy field and seeing what colors are there and then removing any colors that aren't yours from your energy field or, I guess, lack of color. So what are the black and white colors that you talk about in your energy? Because I, I know a lot of my listeners are also, you know, doing a lot of these techniques for themselves. So I think this sure. is something that could really help them.
2: Right. So uh, um, when I train and when I read, when I train somebody else to read, um, there's only two things that a clairvoyant is ever going to see. The first is color and it's not really a color, it's a frequency of energy and that freak those frequencies of energies have names so. um, And then the other thing that a clairvoyant would see is information and those are little teeny images that are in our body chakras and aura so. um, When I'm reading someone I match their energy which would mean I make my crown chakra the same color as their crown chakra. So I'm sure I'm reading them and not me. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. I do that, all of their energy that's moving through their body chakras and aura, if it's their energy, looks brilliantly colored, all different colors of the rainbow. Um, But if there's any black in there, then it means that it's not them. Because remember, I'm matched to their energy. So if I can't see something, like if their knee, their left knee looks all black, well, it's somebody else. It's a void in their energy, so I can't see it. If I were to match to whoever's energy that is in the knee, then I would see my client all black except that one part of the knee <laughs> it would be the color of the. Right? So, um, so we we always remove black. It's never beneficial. Um, this teaching feels that you're happiest and healthiest when you're in your body, running from your own energy and your own information and you're in present time. So the other color that I see that is always removed is white. And white energy is really high vibrating. It's it's just like here on earth, like all of the colors come together to make white. So it's really high vibrating. But what it does is it throws the Homo sapien out of its body. So if I'll give you a good example, if you've ever been listening to a meditation, maybe that somebody's doing, and you lose their voice for a moment, and then all of a sudden you can hear it again, and you realize, oh, I just missed something that they said. That's white. What's happened is your chakra has gone really high vibrating, and you flung out. So when when the part of you that comes into the center of their of your head flings out. It doesn't have ears, so it can't hear. And then when it pops back in, now it can use your ears again. It's like, wait a minute, I missed something. So, Where black people out
0: when um, we're exiting our body during those experiences, during those
2: times. Well, I'll tell you what happens. Um, you go out on your own picture. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but let's say I'm sitting here inside Lauren mm-hmm. and I'm meditating and then and i'm talking to my healing master Anki yaya and i'm like do this do that you know why is this not working like i'm you know actively interacting with him and then all of a sudden i start to think about oh yeah um today's the day i water the front yard yeah okay i gotta water the front yard okay what what did you say i'm sorry i didn't hear what you said say it again so what's happening is i'm inside lauren and i'm using lauren to talk to Anki yaya and then all of a sudden lauren Lights up a picture about watering the grass, and I my awareness sticks on that picture, and I I read it for a while, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, I, I'm I'm meditating, I got to get back and Laura and I talk to Ankiya. So a lot of times we go out on our own picture, and what it feels like is you start your thoughts stray to something else, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, that's right, I'm supposed to be paying attention to Ankiaya. So, but you could really go anywhere. I mean, if we were just to sit right here and start to think about our favorite beach, you know, I'm in San Diego, so I have my favorite beach that tourists don't go to. <laughs> so, so if I sit here and start thinking about it, part of me is going there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And um, what exactly do you think, um, well, what is what is your take on what kind of exercises or what can people do to prohibit those kinds of things from happening to stay in the moment, to stay centered and to stay
2: um, focused in present time? Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting question, because um, the other day I was sitting here and I was looking at my diffuser and it, you know you could see the mist coming out of it. And all of a sudden I wanted to leave Lauren and, and go and not go all the way into the mist but maybe go halfway between Lauren and The Mist and just kind of hang out there for a while. I kind of wanted I kind, of I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, I used to always do that. And like, you know, like take a trip and not leave the farm, yeah, you know what okay. I mean? Like a little mental vacation. I used to yeah, do that okay. all the time and now I don't. Like when I thought maybe I should do that, I'm like, oh no, I don't wanna do that. I'm gonna stay in Lauren. <laughs> So it is weird, like the way I was with Lauren before is totally different now. So really the way to make your body chakras and aura a comfort zone for you is, like I said, to have your own energy running in it. And um, so let's talk about that. So let's say that you're running a certain vibe, right? You're going through your house, you're looking around like, man, this house is really great. You know, I really like this. And then all of a sudden you get a call from a friend. Who might be having problems with their lover, let's say, and like just wants to tell you, Oh my God, you know, this happened and that happened. And now all of a sudden I can shift my energy and go, Oh my God, you should have left her so long ago. Why didn't you do that? Or <laughs> I could just go, Oh, well, you know, it'll work out however it works out. You know, why don't you call me when you get off work and we'll talk about it? So I did not shift my energy to match my friends.
1: No. Right. I
2: just said, Oh man, I'm gonna stay here in my happy bliss. So that might be one way to do it is to consciously choose (laughs) not to if you don't want to yeah yeah but but to do it metaphysically i think is much easier if you want to sit down and meditate and that's a lot of the you know teaching that um we do is running certain energies through our channels to clear out all the black and white and so like i always think Um, I'm becoming more and more of my true self with every beat of my heart. Um, So it it is a uh, – I love that. um, Yeah, I kind of feel that energy work is like uh, showering or bathing. Like sometimes you want to soak in the tub for a while, and other times it's just a washcloth in the right spots and off you go. I love that.
0: Um, Also the idea of soul you discussed on Beyond Belief. Um, when you say that we're not able to do certain things that we want to do, um, it's because we're channeling beings that fulfill this negative outcome for us and and that we can simply nego- renegotiate these contracts. Can you explain to the listeners what the concept of the soul contract is and how sure. they can be changed?
2: Sure. And before I do that, I want to tell you why I like the idea. Uh, I was raised in a uh, Christian uh, faith and we only went to church every Sunday we never talked about Jesus like we just, my mom never said you know clean your room for Jesus or anything like that. we didn't even pray over our food. We just went to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. so I was raised with this kind of weird thing we did every day or every week that didn't really have any consequence in my life any other day of the week <laughs> yeah. so um but as I got older you know i I've always been very masculine and um and I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to be a normal and a normal woman. So as I got older and it started, like, there's nothing I could really do to feel comfortable that way. Like, if you put me in a dress, I'm just totally uncomfortable. I remember telling dad, I just didn't have the right words. Like, it was that terrible going back to school shopping. I hated it. And my dad said to me one time, he goes, why don't you just put on a skirt? And I said to him, I'm like, dad, I was as ridiculous in the skirt as you would. That's the only words I had. I just don't feel comfortable dressed like a woman. I just don't. So as I got older I started to realize that, you know, I was gonna run into this brick wall <laughs> pretty quick here with my mother and her Christian faith. So um after the you know what hit the fan and my parents kicked me out, um, I was like in my early twenties where I was very emotionally immature so I didn't do well. Um Not no, I didn't do well at all. And um, I I was an atheist for a quick minute. I was like, screw this. There's no God. God, You know, God did this to me. Then, you know, screw that. Um, But then um, I got robbed (laughs) on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And they took all of my niece and nephew's uh, Mm -hmm. presents. And so I really had to make a choice between and I knew who did it It was my neighbor. And he was smaller than me. And, you know, I, 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 very athletic, and I I could have beat the crap out of him easily, so I had to sit there and make a decision on, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword again, maybe, Um, and so that's when I decided to get into Wicca, um, because they were the, I wanted to protect my apartment when I was away, you know, that's what I wanted, so I had some friends on my softball team that said, hey, you know, you should read these books about goddess worship and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, they're talking about moving energy, like I could, quote, unquote, cast a spell, to keep my apartment safe and my kitty cat yeah. safe, you know, when I'm at work. So, um, and so that was my thing for a while, you know, circling every Sunday with women, you know, candle lighting ceremonies, healing circles, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. um, but, it, yeah. but in the transition from kind of fake Christian <laughs> through Wicca to where I'm at now. I love soul, the idea that this universe is created by contracts is because I've had a very hard life, God had ordained this for me, or that if I could just try harder to feel comfortable in a dress, I would go to heaven. I mean, I could, I'm really honest, I probably wouldn't have stayed on the planet if I didn't change my outlook. So now the, the model that I'm looking at, I'm the creator. My higher self, the part of me that's moving into the center of my head, that's a little part of my consciousness that, you know, lives on the astral plane. So it's not that, you know, Yahweh or, you know, is doing something to me. No, my higher self is signing contracts. And I was um, raised to be a Christian wife and mother, and I have no contracts to be a Christian wife or mother. So. Either I had to release that information and align with my transgender psychic mm-hmm. contracts, or I would be a raging alcoholic, I might have already died of cancer, I might have shot myself in the head, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> so if, if you if so if you can maybe just entertain this thought for a moment, this model, and see, I don't know, taste it and see if you like the flavor. So I believe that the real world is the astral plane, and that our souls, our consciousness, our awareness lives there forever. And that's a daunting, uh, I, I get bored easily, I do not know how I'm going to do when I go back to the astral plane, like <laughs> i <laughs> so, so the higher self at times decides to incarnate, and so again, a little part of its awareness, like a lava lamp, you know, comes off the big mass and goes down into a unreal world and that's what the earth is you might think of it as a video game or a virtual reality so um the contracts that our higher self signs are the adventures that the homo sapien is going to live through on earth and this is where free will comes in because the higher selves who negotiate those contracts together get to choose if they have their name on or off the contract. And the best one now is a no-brainer. It's the coronavirus contract. Yep. Um, it's a global agreement. And oh my gosh, can you imagine how the negotiation on the on the astral must have been for that? It, it, again, for contracts to put your name on and off a contract, it, it's not a democracy over there. It's it has to be unanimous. Right, every single soul on this planet, and who's coming to this planet right now, like being born, all of them signed their name onto the COVID, you know, global pandemic. Con- now you can start to see how it works, right? If yeah, one I'm of them thinking, really
0: thinking it had a different agenda or had a different purpose, you know,
2: then right? Think- and and what what I think, because I you know I read every day, but. Mm-hmm. <coughs> How people are leveraging the pandemic, you know, like, in other words, what's going to happen? And then our hires, okay, I'm going to write contracts. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, marriage end. So the stress of COVID has uh, really real made them realize that they're not to be together yeah. for each other. Yeah. <laughs> some people are getting together that were together before. So some people we know are dying. Other people like mm-hmm. me, my life hasn't changed that much. I still work, for, the thing I can't do is go to the gym, but i, I got a weight bench yard, so, I, I, you know, so if it, every getting, um, although we all agreed that there would be a pandemic, we're all having a different experience through it, sure, like all of our, con- the contracts to have the, you know, the homo sapien do something, those contracts are based on karma. So we have to go back upstream from the idea that higher self is writing contracts that create the events on earth. All of the contracts that are written are based on the contracts from other lives, and that's called karma. So if we could complete our karma and update our contracts on the astral, then that's, that would mean that our contracts are the highest and best according to our higher self. So the higher self goes, yes, this is what I want to do now it has to get the homo sapien on earth to do it right and now that's where we can come in right we can't make our higher self write a contract or distort, destroy a contract we can't we're in the video game right our higher self's playing the game and we're the avatar or, or character in the game so thing we can do is through the, those contracts gracefully all the energy and information our body, chakras, and aura match those updated contracts. So I'll give you a really silly example. So I'm a professional psychic, and my higher self seems to be enjoying this experience because I'm still doing it. But let's say all of a sudden my higher self says, you know what, let's become a serial killer, right? Mm -hmm. And so starts writing contracts, and a bunch of folks sign my back, you know, that I'm going to lay in wait, and I'm going to get them and do all kinds of, you know, weird stuff to me see on TV. So, um, but Lauren Cielo here on earth is programmed. I mean, I fish, you know, spiders out of the shower before, you know, I'll go out of my way. You know, <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So I am, I have all the energy and information that's in Lauren. There is no way I could be a serial killer. No way. Right. So, um, but if we were playing with this idea, I would have a good life and live through the serial c- killer contracts easiest if I shifted all the information to match it. So I love being a serial killer. I don't feel, it's so fun and people keep signing my contract <laughs> these days. I know that's a silly example, but I think, and I, the, the reason I know Kristen is because most of my life, like I said, I was in resistance to my contracts. My life was terrible. I was afraid all of the time, and I didn't know it. I just thought that's how life was.
0: <laughs> well, same, same here. And um, I love the example that you used on Beyond Belief. Um, you were talking about, like, you know, moving to a different place and or you wanted to buy a sports car or whatever and um, say say that you're not able to get it. Then you simply have your um, have your guides renegotiate your contracts
2: for you. And it really but, does work that easy. Well, you know what it did? De- I think this is it. I cannot read my own contracts very well because mm-hmm. I'm not neutral to myself. Yeah. yeah, but you know, some stranger calls me <laughs> and books an appointment and I can read their contracts like you wouldn't yes. believe. So let's say that, oh, I don't know. Let's say that they're looking for a relationship. That's usually the, you know, one that,
1: yeah, I, yeah, yeah right.
2: <laughs> so I would ask, is there a relationship contract on the astral? And if there is i'll be able to see it and it kind of looks like an old parchment uh, or old papyrus or something with stuff written Mm -hmm. on it and then in the case of an intimate relationship there'd be two signatures the two higher selves that are in agreement to have an intimate relationship and they'll do whatever's on the contract right so i can read to see if you have monogamous you know sexual relationship with someone um But I can't change that. I can watch to see if it can change. Like if I tell Uncle Yaya, go over there and write marriage on that contract. Well, he might go over and do something. A lot of times it doesn't look like the word marriage, but he does something over there. And then I just look to see if that something sticks. If if the higher selves say, hell no, we're not getting married. I'm like, oh client, Sorry, you are in an intimate relationship, with him, but need, you know your higher selves d- don't have marriage on here yet. So no, we can't just tell our higher selves from here on Earth, "I want to marry that person, sign the contract." But we could have somebody else look at our contracts to see if it's possible. And it does change sometimes. Um, I've seen contracts change before my eyes. This is the best one. So I had a client who committed a crime, and it wasn't a terrible crime. It was a um, what do you call it when you run uh, sideswiped a car, a parked hit car? Yeah, hit and run. And so she left the vehicle and got out and hid in the bushes and called her girlfriend from the from her cell phone. And then she reported the vehicle stolen. So yeah, not not a very wise course of events, but nonetheless. Um, so the they they were coming after them for the cell phone records. They were about to get caught. So they called me. And when I looked at what the contract was for this event, I actually could see a word written on it. And across the top was this, in all caps, said RESPONSIBILITY. So this, what the higher self was trying to learn was RESPONSIBILITY. It was trying to experience what RESPONSIBILITY felt like. So I told Uncle Yaya, I'm like, gosh, you know, dude, go over there and take away the jail stuff, you know, like criminal stuff. Take it off and change it to something else. And so he did i could see the go-to jail came off of it but i didn't really see what went on to it until she called me in a couple months and yes they dropped the case they never got them she was pregnant <laughs> she had a baby and i'm like oh so herself said well you know maybe two years on probation yeah that'll teach me responsibility but but the rest of your life taking care of a kid no i think that's a better <laughs>
0: It's a longer, much longer of a deal. <laughs> exactly.
2: Be careful what you wish for. Which ones you choose.
0: <laughs> exactly. <I'm kidding. laughs> um, since I have another psychic on the show, um, I'm excited to discuss some of the hurdles that we often experience. And I think one of the biggest hurdles I myself experience when I'm doing professional readings is reading accurate timelines. And I wanted to find out what you think about, you know, reading timelines and how accurate um, we can get
2: Man, you ask the greatest questions. It's great to be interviewed by another psychic. You ask great questions. (laughs) Okay. So when I'm reading, I'm reading now in present time. Now, if you ask me, um, when am I going to get a new job, right? Mm -hmm. I can look at your career contracts, and and some of them may have a due date written on them. So if I look at your contract right now and the due date says October 15th, okay, as of this moment, your higher self expects to get that job on November 15th. So if nothing changes between now Mm -hmm. and then, it will happen on October 15th. So I tell my students, really, this is really it. If you want to be good at reading the future, then tell the higher selves, of the people you're reading that when you read a contract, don't change it. When you read time on a contract, don't change your mind. Do you yeah, see? Yeah. So.
0: Invite all these other, uh, you know, other avenues that come in. And then, you know, also free will changes it. And then you have other people. When other people are involved, that skews it as well. So it gets very, it can get very
2: mm, cloudy. Absolutely. Absolutely. and. And um, I will say that reading time with the the pandemic it, for many weeks um when I tried to read time the way i usually do it 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 was wonky it would it wouldn't settle down so with I that I hadn't heard that before, but that makes that makes complete sense.
0: It's been like that for me too
2: yeah so so think of it from the higher selves perspective, right I'm sure these global uh contracts come into our review often, right? Like, is there gonna be a cure to cancer? Would we like going to the moon, right? We all agreed that homo sapiens could leave earth and go to the moon when that happened, right? So I think we get presented with global (coughs) contracts a lot. (coughs) And when surprisingly everybody agrees like with this COVID business, then higher selves goes, oh my God, everybody signed it. Oh my God, I've gotta go and revise all of these contracts now, for example, I played racquetball one day. I played racquetball with the same guys, you know, a couple times a week. We played racquetball, and then the next day they closed the gyms. We didn't see it coming, right? I expected to go play racquetball the following day. So my hire was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, cancel that racquetball contract! You're not, you can't play racquetball. Gym's closed." Right? So everything had to reshuffle really, really fast. So, th- and I think that's one reason why we all agreed to the contract because we are getting fast transformative change in our lives. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: and if you at kind of the air quality, you know, on earth and things like that, it's just shifted so drastically during the time of quarantine. Like, all of the, you know, the air quality and even Taipei, Taiwan, which was like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, yeah. is, you know, pretty much reset back to normal. And, um, and it's interesting, like, all the pollen count and everything has gone down in the area, and... Um, you know, I just I think it's you know for this little time that we've been in quarantine. Well, I know it seems like forever for us, but you know, right. uh, for planet Earth, um, just that she was able to reset. You know, a lot of things.
2: Yeah, I, I, read, have a, yeah, I read an interesting um, article or something the other day where it it likened well, what a virus does right is it it uh, can only live if it has a host, yeah. and if it ends yeah. up killing its host before it can move on to another host, then it's killed itself, it's suicide, really. So the, the author was um, showing the similarity between homo sapiens being a virus on mother earth and us being a virus that's, and she's the host and we're killing her, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he said, what if things like cancer and, the pandemic, the COVID itself. What if it's an antibody for the planet? So wow. the planet's trying to cull the homo sapien virus. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. using antibodies, it's just crazy. And 5G, like that, maybe that's an antibody, that's interesting. It's so weird. But I'll tell you one thing, no matter what's really going on here, you know, like numbers being reported wrong or whatever, um, I I I personally cannot live in a world where it's good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, like World War II, I think that's why I didn't live through that. I came in 1961. I came with the, the the hippies and the free love and all that. That's when I came. But the idea that there's forces of good and evil fighting against each other, no. It's just higher selves signing contracts to have experiences. That's all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I love that, how you, how you break that down, um, because I can't, all the fear propaganda and stuff like that, I was just like, no, not doing it, you know, I don't I don't turn on the news, like, for a reason, so, uh, yeah. but it was just, it just, it's gotten crazy, you know, every time I talk to my family, they're just so freaked out, it's like, guys, like, calm down, like, you know, you, if this is what's going to happen to you, if you're going to die from COVID, um, then that was what you agreed to. So, exactly. And it was impossible for them to understand that, of course, like a lot of things, you know, that I've done in my life, they they just couldn't get that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, now switching gears a little bit, if someone else is resistant to us or holding on to something that isn't beneficial to us, how can we get them to release that? Because we can release our own stuff down our grounding cords, but we can't do that for someone else. Where is that line between kind of healing and influencing and when? Those certain things become spells,
2: or. <laughs> oh no, wow, that's a great question. <clears throat> well, so I think what I heard you say is if, if I have, um. Let's say you're holding on to some of my energy, and you won't ground it out of your field. Is that yeah, what you mean? That, that was in
0: in one instance, yes. I um, believe yeah. we've, you know, somebody else is um, holding on to something negative from your past with them and you want them to let
2: that go to move forward but they just won't yeah that's a good one i don't really know if you could um influence that in any way i don't i might so let's go back to the model of our higher selves are on the astral Mm -hmm. and the homo sapien is on earth so there there are Mm go-betweens right there's beings that can go from one reality to the other and actually impact both realities so and those are our guides and angels so that's probably how i would do it i would send my guides and angels to attempt to get their higher self on earth to be in agreement to release whatever's mine i don't think there's anything i could do on earth i don't think there is
0: people cast spells and things like that which i think in essence are really calling on your higher self to help influence that right
2: yeah and a spell wouldn't work unless your higher self signed on to it True. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, who are some of your favorite psychics that you've studied and whose work that you looked at um, throughout your career and also when you got started?
2: Probably, like I said, I wasn't really part of the psychic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this, I mean, I was very successful at what I did. I was a very successful engineer and a very successful athlete. But I had a lot of emotional and mental angst you know, like, I just didn't like it here on earth, so uh, I didn't, you know, it wasn't that I needed to call a psychic to, you know, find money, or, you know, the typical things that one would call a psychic, but I'll tell you the one that I, I do honor the most, and maybe it's kind of selfish that I do, it's Edgar Casey, oh, and yeah. yeah, because he's the one that coined the phrase, life reading, and so okay. if he wouldn't have made up, the fact that a psychic could do a reading for someone, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) Hey, that's, you (laughs) know. Yeah. And as far as other psychics, I don't really know, Kristen, because like I said, I, I haven't had that many readings from other psychics that do, you know, other techniques, mostly just, you know, I was trained and I started, you know, working as a professional psychic and then I started uh, teaching right away so most of the readings that i get are from my students <laughs> so
0: wow okay yeah that makes sense well for me it's just i couldn't get enough knowledge so i was constantly like reading a new book every day trying to look at different ways to look at things and so that's why for myself you know i studied every single discipline i think of magic and the, you know and the occult and psychic like you know, esoteric phenomena that, that existed, so, um, yeah, so I was just curious to see what, um, you know, who influenced you, because I guess in my life, I, you know, didn't discover this as well till later on, um, but I had, I had a lot of the foundational stuff, but, um, I, and I guess there wasn't anybody that I really, um, really grasped onto. Edgar Casey was also one of mine, you were one of the people that, um, really, um, that I saw in Beyond Belief and that I, I really uh, connected to as well. So
2: I was oh, just you. curious. Yeah. Well, you know what I think probably what stimulated me was um, coming from a technical background. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I, I – you might have heard that I said um, that we have energy in our field that looks like a color – but it's really a frequency of energy. When I said the word frequency, to me that means something very concrete. I used to work on computers and you look at an oscilloscope to look at the frequencies that are moving through a chip. So you can actually see the graphed representation of a frequency, not just, so to me it's all hard science. Right yeah. and yeah. like some and I take it all. I really think I'm interested in metaphysics more than spirituality. Because spirituality, I can't wrap my head around. I can wrap my heart around it, but not my head. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what what I like about this teaching is like Have you ever heard somebody say, "Oh, and and it maybe imply that it may not be beneficial to take the path of least resistance." Oh yeah. 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 Well, in electricity, the the electron always takes the path of least resistance. Yes.
1: Always.
2: So I, th- that's just the way energy moves here. So that's what I like about it. This like, seems like hard science to me. <laughs> I know that yeah, sounds and, weird. Oh, that,
0: that's great to hear that from another psychic because, um, you know, hard scientists, quote unquote, out there would not agree with us <laughs> and say that this is hard science. So. Um, And I would agree with you. And I think that the teachings that go on in school and things like that aren't really encompassing the whole theory of quantum physics and the whole, you know, what we've discovered to date, because I don't think they want us to know that much. I don't think that there's, they want to empower us that much with, um, you know, with with those knowing who we are and what we're capable of. So it's kind of left to your, your, you're left to decide that for yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I the, the word metaphysics, it, meta means what comes after.
1: Mm-hmm. So when
2: you say metaphysics, it's whatever comes after the physics. And so the field of metaphysics is getting smaller because of quantum physics. Because The field of physics is getting bigger, so what comes after it, in other words, what we don't know yet, is getting smaller. So when people start to go, "Oh, come on, Lauren, you know how could you possibly say that this is hard science?" Well, I think I could convince you that this is a virtual reality that the earth plane isn't real. I got a couple ones. The first one is you would think that when archaeologists first dug down and found the first fossils of some other, you know, hominid,
1: mm-hmm. that it would
2: be the missing link. Like there would be no reason why the first ones they got to in the earth were the the ones in between the monkeys and us but there is no missing link right mm-hmm. and the another one is that we we don't know if we're alone here or not right in this video game we're left you know hanging on the edge are we finally going to have contact Will they kill us will we kill them you know this anticipation and okay. finally the one that convinces me the most are eclipses in our solar system oh, wow like i hadn't thought of that the, right, from mm-hmm. where the earth is and the size and distance that the moon is from the earth and the size and distance that it is from the sun, every so often, the moon can move right in between to where it can completely block out the sun. Now, if you're going to have a big bang and it hurls heavenly bodies into the universe, that is not going to happen. Yeah. What yeah. are the chances of that? And what i I think they're they're writing code to fix things down here and and we don't even realize it but that's what a, an eclipse is I think I, I don't that, know. that
0: makes complete sense to
2: me <laughs> and I have one other one that I want to share with your listeners so quantum physics is just so intriguing um, and and if you would google double slit s-l-i-t experiment I'm on YouTube, and what you're looking for is a little cartoon Einstein. The and Dr. Been, Einstein version? Yeah, a yeah. little cartoon yeah. Einstein. And he's going to explain to you what the double slit experiment in physics is. And for you and I, Kristen, that, that's what we do for a living. Because what the double slit experiment proves that on the quantum level, that particles will, they know when they're being watched. So if a Homo Sapien is watching the double slit experiment, the the particles will react differently than if nobody's watching it. Now that is just totally freaky. But think about what you and I do, Kristen. We focus our awareness on their quantum particles, the energy and information that's running through their space, and they change because that's what quantum particles do when they're observed. So if a healing means change. Then us just casting our clairvoyant awareness on someone changes them. It's a healing. Isn't that yeah.
0: interesting? That, that yes. is. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I guess that just the act alone is. Yep. Step three of the um, quantum and, and health I, and and that's therapy. You talk the, about the not littering your manifestations, but with running from your situation. Like what did you mean by this? And how do you how do you describe manifestation? And how, and how should I was one practice it? To
3: Oh, well, hmm, that's a big it question, good, a good witnessing. question. Um it, I
0: don't think something. it's
3: necessarily the same so, process I, for everybody, uh, so I'll just speak my to my own like experience. My own experience why, is, um,
2: why would that be?
3: That say, for instance, be I spend time thinking and about something think I want, that, because well, really that's how we manifest. It starts with a desire, a sincere desire. What is it that we want? I
1: know.
3: Then when we start know, getting well, what we want, while, think um, think sometimes it doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look like <laughs> or it doesn't yeah, feel the that. way we um, thought it would feel. So I I'll give an example, you an example. Someone who goes, oh, and I've, and I've done really this in the, the future, future, past. So I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience. Oh, if only I could have a really nice boyfriend if he could be tall and have broad shoulders and maybe he could live right across the street. How wonderful that would be. Poof, I got the boyfriend. He was a schmuck and I went, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, and, uh, I wish for that, uh, so um, the, the, the thing, thing is, is that he was not a suitable partner for me, and, and I, we ended I, the relationship, that more and, more and that's okay, sometimes you have to do stuff, that, want, but what I, I try to get people and, to do is to do things like manifest the finances to be able to afford good quality food, to get out of debt, and, and, and all the things, things that will bring us in, a in more peaceful and more enjoyable life right now, and then sticking with them Whenever because the thing is um, I'm a firm believer in chaos theory and chaos theory is I part ask, of quantum okay, okay, physics yeah, like, okay, so see, and I in chaos theory right? okay, it states That's that when we want to manifest something it has to come out of the ethers it has to be created basically out of nothing so
2: it creates yeah and so
3: And it pulls energy from other systems to create drag to come uh, into physical manifestation. While it's pulling things from other things that are already here to get the energy to manifest, things become very chaotic. And so you don't want to quit when the chaos hits because the chaos is part of manifestation. So the chaos part, people go, oh my God, this is scary and things are out of control and they're not going the way I expected. Them to too, because we're taught to think and in all a linear a fashion stumps like right, the kitchen stops then, the we, then we start stuff. to collapse the field because we think we don't want it whereas if we had us stuck with person it person and just kept maintaining our integrity our doing our best you come out on the other the side everything settles and down and you get something that, that is even better than what you
0: expected so in the first
2: place that is so Probably true I mean I training, can attest to that dance, as well
0: and every time it seems like we think that we know what we want for ourselves it is wrong and if we just leave it up to the universe, and, and just ask for the things that we need. Yeah, uh, the universe will give you what you want. What but yeah. you know, how it's you kind of—I I call it, it the asterisk method. Like, like let the universe figure out the rest and how it's going to happen. You, yeah. Yeah. Leave yeah. it up the universe, is, just, you know, to, to the universe, but just you know, worry need. about taking care of your basic needs yeah. and yeah. things like that, and the rest seems to follow. Really,
2: taken care of. Uh, well, that, we, that was a great—that was a great to
0: uh, uh, way to explain it because I know a lot of people to come that. to me, <laughs> especially too, and they, how do or I manifest things? It's like, well, the shorter, do you what, the short answer or the longest? <laughs> <and laughs> um, so
3: yeah and, and, and to be yeah, a good manifester we, that, we need to have then, uh, um, a, to a, a level of health in it, the temple body right? because You're, this is got this, got this is the machine that, that know, brings it into being like we think oh we ask god and god gives it to us well much as it can be. technically so when, i don't think so it works that way we're creating it along with universal consciousness but we got to do our part right yeah
2: exactly now and again um i don't know how switching gears a little bit
0: yeah, you know, we can. Um, I wanted clothing. to talk to you about um, a little bit now about more about the ET the experiences. And I, can learn to I, I didn't know, tell my people, listeners like said, this, but we'll I, I found you some on the Forbidden Knowledge healed. podcast, which I'm a big fan of. I've you know, told you that, and, um, and, and I heard you talking about the Intergalactic Resetting oh Program, gosh, yeah. which we just talked about a little bit ago. And you're going to be doing their conference. And when is that coming up? You're,
3: how you're gonna pay that for is going to be like um, yeah. May the 28th yeah, to the 31st. It's a four day conference. It's online so people can sit in their jammies and have their the, snacks as the, as and the they don't have to food food go anywhere. We'll right now there's $20 off the, the past and, and really cost. It's now, it's now only forty-nine ninety-nine. dollars 99 so say 50 bucks for four days. There are 14 presenters. Each one is an expert in their own. They're all fabulous.
0: People and know, it's, it's information
3: that you haven't heard anywhere else before. Works. And then along with it's your pass, I believe you get a copy of each of the presentations. Is, so yeah, I'm no, not presenting <laughs> until Sunday, but I recommend well, that people so much, check Larry. out really Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday too. You may as well. And, and um, I'm on after Laura Eisenhower. And um, so she's on from um, 11 to 1 Eastern Standard time, time, and I'm on from 1 3 to 3 to Eastern yeah. Standard well, Time. You
2: so and I will tell your and
3: for me, that I'm mountain time, so it's 11 on to Gaia. 1. I'm going back and uh, so, so it's a two hour uh, presentation. I'll be spending an hour and a half talking about basically my history and how I got to the point where I became involved. In Golden the resettlement Rose program, psychic. then I'm going to talk about com. how the resettlement works, Lauren what it does, Ziedo. what it doesn't com. do, and Either how it's those, carried out. Then I'm going to get awesome. into my ET thank brothers you, and Dr. sisters thank thank that thank I so um, spend time all with. All so kinds of cultural it. and yeah. sociological. Yeah. I'm not a nuts you and bolts about. ET kind of a girl. I'm into the culture and the sociological perspective, and how they care for their young and what do they do in their downtime and what do they eat? And I want to know, how does everyone go to the bathroom on the ship? I want
0: to know all that kind of stuff, right? Well, so I think that's, many people do as well. So this so would be great all, for... Yeah. yeah,
3: that's all going to be on there. And then I'm going to talk about the big ships and how they operate, even how their housekeeping takes place. Like all the stuff you just don't hear from anybody else. And um, and then I'm going to talk about um, how... The Quantum Health Transformation Program, besides just being a kick-ass, awesome lifestyle template, it also um, creates a proper condition so that we can make ET contact. Now, we can all make contact with angels, with ETs, with interdimensionals. There's no end to what we can have, but we have to ask, we have to invite that into our lives, and we have to show that we're serious and that we're of the right frequency vibration yeah exactly Mm -hmm. the vibration to do so and so um so i'm going to link it in with the quantum health transformation program and then at the very end if there's time i'm going to get a little bit into the alien implant removal process which my et friends have taught me uh, told me that if i want to help humanity this is something else i can do and then there'll be a half hour where i'll just take questions from people and answer anything they need clarification on
0: do you actually do the AT implant removal therapy? Because um, I, I have a friend right now who's uh, suffering from that. And, you know, there used to be an amazing doctor out there who um, – <laughs> a surgeon who, who was uh, who's now passed away. I can't recall his name. But he uh, yeah. just did amazing work helping people, and there really yeah. hasn't been anybody out there to do that. So so. Well, there- you-
3: There's a number of ways that you can now, first of all, I want to say we all have implants, some of them are genetic, some of them Mm. are etheric, some of them are holographic. Um, You know, we have been test subjects for a lot of high level beings for a long time and it's time for us to exert our sovereignty and part of that is to get rid of these implants. Now the implants on a bottom line, whether they're physical or etheric they're all energy producing devices that create a weak but substantial EMF field that interrupts our body processes so that our bodies are always trying to cope with this electromagnetic frequency that's affecting every aspect of our lives. So once we get rid of that, we're doing way better. So I believe that we use energy for dealing with energy. Now, there's a number of um, alien implant uh, ways of removing them. Some go and have them surgically removed. I don't agree with that because... Well, I'm not saying I don't agree with it. If you want to have that done, get it done. But it's
0: not necessary for it. It's not I
3: necessary um, because your body will expel them once you deal with the frequency that they're emitting. Once they no longer are being yep. used, they'll be expelled from the body.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there is um, a woman by the name of Alexandra Midor, and she offers an alien implant uh, remedy, but hers is um, an oral... Um, oral um, sort of an essential oil component. She has a physical essential oil component and then she has a psychic surgeon who does, and I actually did her process about five years ago. That's how I know about how they work. And he goes through through a remote psychic removal process and he removes them as well. Then there are other people who are just healers that are able to remove them because they just can hold so much frequency. They just zap you, and it it causes them to unlock, and then they start to dissolve. And then there are people that are very high-level adepts with yoga and things like that that are able to do them. So I wanted a process that was easy because, oh, my goodness, if anything's too hard, I know I won't do it. It's it's just (laughs) because life is complicated. So my guide suggested that I use um, orgone generators, um, two, two different kinds. One is a pyramid that you put beside your bed, and it keeps your, your field clear, and it prevents re-infection uh, and it really helps you to heal while you're sleeping. And I use um, clear quartz and a really, um, really good, um, high-quality hematite in those. And the pyramids are also amplifiers, so they're going to really amplify that cleansing information. It pulls it from the bottom, and it shoots out clean out the top. And then I have a little orgone-generating disc that you put right on your body while you're doing the guided meditation. And then I have a friend of mine who has 28 years um, dealing with essential oils, um, making therapeutic blends and things. And um, she helped me to create the... um, the essential oil components, there's one that you put on the bottom of your feet before you go to bed. That super strengthens your uh, your base, your sacral, up to your um, um, solar plexus um, um, energy pathways. And then there's a, an essential oil spray. Use a little bit of that before you do the meditation. And that supports the throat chakra, the third eye, and the crown chakras. Because, and then this is the physical, well, actually, no, this is also energy. We have, our hearts produce a tremendously powerful Taurus field. And this Taurus field is tied in with our chakra systems and our meridian systems. And so when we really support the bottom three and the top three chakras, we're then um, helping that Taurus field to become even more vibrant and more robust, and that's an important part of the implant removal process. Then there's the guided meditation that you do for 21 days with the little disc on your your heart, chakra, Mm -hmm. and that gives you the control where you're actually going in like the psychic healer, but you're going into your own body, and you're removing the physical, the etheric, the holographic, and other type and genetic um, different kinds of attachments. So it's using energy to knock out energy. And this is the healing of the future. The healing of the future is crystals, argon generators, Reiki. I I agree with you. All the stuff that you do and it harms no one. It can't harm you at all. And so... um, the full kits were selling for $90 Canadian which would be about $65 or $70 American and i wanted to keep the price as low as possible well, and, and,
0: and they money. should i mean you should be charging a lot more because there's a lot of good stuff in there i mean i was looking at it and that's really a good a good deal you know that you're giving well, your on that so because we
3: want people to be able to have them and not everyone has a lot of money the yeah. majority of people are very working class, what we might call the hovering poor, or people that just have, like you and I, where we have simplified lifestyles because it's more manageable. And um, uh, I'm not saying we're poor, but we have, you know, very simplified lifestyles. And yeah. so not everyone has buckets of money. And so I wanted it to cover.
0: cover Especially what during I, these times, you know.
3: Exactly. And so that's why everything, um, everything that I offer is at the lowest possible price because it's important to get it into the people's homes, into their lives. That's what's important. The rest will take care of itself.
0: See, and yeah. the, this is one of the things that I, I think is so fantastic about you, Karen. I wish that more people, um, you know, there's some amazing healers out there, but I think they've missed the mark on some of these things. And it's not about making money. That's not definitely not why I got into this um, yeah. because you're in the wrong field. If you're, you know, but uh, it's it's to heal and help one another, and um, I definitely think that you do that. I wanted to ask you about um, shungite. Is that, um, isn't that also um, something you can use for alien implant removals? I haven't
3: personally used it, but I know shungite is an amazing, amazing uh, crystal. It's actually very similar. It's in the same family as um it's car isn't it carbon based um, oh yeah it is and it's very it's really similar to obsidian now obsidian is when volcanic um, masses come up and they melt everything and it turns into obsidian and 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 shungite's very similar but the difference is is that shungite originally had a plant matter uh, part of its matrix and that's why it has these tiny microscopic nano tubules and nano pockets that trap the electromagnetic frequencies because they that is where the organic matter used to be so the difference between obsidian and shungite is the shungite came from the same things as obsidian except it also had plant matter originally before and
0: and it has those fullerenes right yeah the
3: fullerenes actually are nano they're naturally occurring nanotechnology
2: The, all yeah, of that, the
3: bucky yeah. Balls. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Bucky balls, exactly. And so, um, uh, although I haven't used it, my, I, 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 it's interesting how I came up with the exact formula for the um, um, alien implant remedy. Like for instance, once my friend Vlada and I, we did the research, and she helped me, and we found the right um, essential oil components. I then used a pendulum system. Uh, sort of like a double-blind test, but with a sure. pendulum, so that I could determine whether or not we actually had made the right decision. So I had Vlada's expertise, we had my own expertise, I had my own intuition, I had my input from my guides, and then I double-tested everything two more times with a pendulum to make sure I had the right combination. So um, I put quite a bit, quite a, quite a bit into it. But um, wow. Wow. and so we're using essential oils, we're using orgone energy and also the crystals that are in the organ um, um, generators they also have their own energy signature and then of course the essential oils are very high grade organic essential oils that also have the um, the frequency and so the combination and then you do the meditation and then and people can do the meditation even if they like if something happens if people don't have the money to buy the kit do the meditation anyway and use your own crystals it may not be quite as good but it might it might actually do some good too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you you also program and set the intention, right? And you spend a good good amount of time doing that.
3: Oh. Well, I'll tell you uh, what I do. I know this sounds a bit obsessive, but it's how I do it. It's just how I do it. My friend is a very small home-based business like me. The friend who makes the organ generators Mm -hmm. everything is ethically sourced right from the get-go from where we get the crystals to how they're made everything because there's no sweatshops there's no slave labor there's no factories there's none of that involved whatsoever so then he makes them and he gets them to me and then i take them and i i i wash them but not just washing them they're not dirty i wash them because that's part of a energetic cleansing process because they've come you know often they come in the mail and And I don't know. I just want them to be really clean. And then I smudge them with sacred smoke. They all get, everything gets smudged. And I usually usually use copal, which is from Mexico. It's a sap from a tree. And I I smudge everything. And then after, that's the cleansing process so that there's no negative attachment, no energy in there that's harmful at all. Then I play high-frequency music, healing music for them because that... um, revs up the crystals and gets them you know charged to their maximum potential
0: well it's like the study that masamoto did on the
3: water exactly uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly and then i um and then i give them if they're if i can get sunlight i give them some sunlight I, I treat them like my they're like they're alive like they're my babies right i just love them i'm loving them the whole time i'm doing it i'm putting my intention on them and then i do a process which i call quantum entanglement And my guides taught me how to do this. So what I do is I set up some orgone generators that have already had this process done to them. And then I take all my new stuff and I take my favorite crystals and everything and I arrange everything into a big grid and then i i got to get ready for the ceremony so that takes longer than actually doing the ceremony where i have to balance all my chakras like i have to be this really high functioning vibratory tool right first before i can do it and um then i have a wand and what i do is i bring in sacred energy from the earth from the earth's core i call in sacred energy um and that comes in through my base chakra then i call in sacred energy from the galaxy and and the um, and, and our solar system and that comes in through my crown chakra I mix them both and and you'll notice there's some similarity to this as the alien implant meditation mix them both in the heart chakra then I have them co- the energy flow up my shoulders, down my arms, through my wand. And at that point, I do quantum entanglement. So I do a ritual where I link up every piece of organite I've ever had with every piece that I ever will have. And the reason I do that yeah, is, wow, number yeah. one, is to fill them with the intention to work to the highest good of the receiver. Because mm-hmm. somebody might want it for warts and some might want it for a broken heart. I don't know. But if it's to the highest good of the receiver... They're ready to attune to whatever you want when you receive them. And I also quantum entangle them so they go out into the world. So one um, pyramid might go to Thailand, and another one might go to Phoenix, Arizona. Another one will go up to Alaska. And they're actually forming an invisible grid beneath them that brings health and harmony
0: to the planet. So I thought, oh, my God, I can't do <laughs> yeah, are So you're doing grid work, doing grid work at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fantastic! Yeah, and wow. then it
3: goes out to people, and I chart. I have a very, I have a very small profit margin um, because these are, these are, I guess you could compare them to like the catalog of 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 the organ generators. I'm not saying mine are better than everyone else's.
0: Well, I can't cat- wait to get mine. I'm, but, I'm just um, waiting, waiting, until uh, Monday to <laughs> get paid, there. and then I am buying. I am going to buy that, Thank that you. puppy this week. So. And, and I'm, I'm very not, excited to get it.
3: Thank you. And I'm not going to make health claims, but I am going to tell you, I have so many people who have their lives have been changed once they got organized, have my organite into their homes. So I'm very excited about everything I do. Now, if people, even if they don't feel they need an organ generator, if they want to support my work, they can go on and order something. They get something that's going to benefit them. And they're supporting all the free work that I do um, because I still have to eat, and, you know, and I eat really good quality foods. I don't eat, uh, pardon me for saying this, but I don't eat Walmart food, you know. I buy all off right, of farms yeah. and I suss out where I can where I can find eggs from real chickens that are le- leading good lives and things like that. And I, su- I support all these other little independent communities as well. So this is very far-reaching.
0: And, and Karen, can people also go on your site and donate, um, you know, to your cause and donate to the work that you're doing? Do you have that availability?
3: Oh, uh, absolutely. It's kind of buried. It's under the More tab, and uh, I think at the bottom where it has donations and in it, I just talk a little bit about, about um, a little bit about, you know, that, you know, that. <laughs> Um, You know, keeping my integrity. I have to trust that the money will come. I have to trust that because I'm doing the work of angels. I'm doing the work of of our higher selves. I'm doing a really important work. And so I know I'll always be looked after. I'm not out in the street. I've got a place to live. I've got good food. I've got everything I need. But yes, people can give me a donation. But even on my donation sheet, I'm saying, why not hire me for 20 minutes or an hour? Why yeah, not and get
0: some benefit? Get some yeah, benefit, get some benefit it because instead
3: because of giving me money. Well, you can give me money if you want. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I got a donation button, but why not get yourself some organite and start seeing what it can do and how what it brings to your life? And why not? Because that 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 works too.
0: Yeah, and take and take advantage of her free resources or crystals. Um, her cannabis consulting, the many services that she offers and, um, and, and also check out her YouTube can- channel. I definitely would love to have you on again. Um I, I want to after I get my Oregon generator. And then I know you and I have so much more to talk about because we've, when we yesterday just uh, catching up before we yeah. did this podcast, we, we discovered so many things that, um, you know, that there is to talk about. So I'd love to speak with you again after you do the, uh, the conference and hear how that goes. And, um, definitely, and I so appreciate you coming on. It's been such a pleasure having you. I'm so grateful to everything that, for everything that you do. And, um, you know, I know the earth is very thankful as well. Gaia is very thankful to you. And I always, I always end my podcast with each guest, um, with this question, what is your hope for humanity?
3: oh i have great faith in humanity i think we're waking up in record numbers we're gonna shake off the brainwashing and we're gonna go i'm ready for sovereignty i'm ready for love i'm ready to be there for my humankind and the animals and the planets and we can do this so i'm very encouraged and i'm great faith that we will take our power stand up together united we don't have to fight we don't have to complain we don't have to yell and scream we just have to stand up and say i'm a sovereign being on this planet and i'm a, i'm loved i'm loved more than anything
0: i love that well thank you again karen and you, listen you have a wonderful day and a oh, wonderful week and thank you for this opportunity and um and i send my
3: love out to everyone that's listening to your podcast And um, I want to have you on my show, too. So in a few weeks, when the dust settles after the conference. Yes, Uh let's talk about that. Thank you again.
0: Okay, thanks, Karen. Have a wonderful day.
3: You too. Bye-bye.